Imagine's Coaling Studio is where efficiency meets creativity. Our new integrated solution brings together our next level coaling algorithm along with in-app reviewing and AI editing in a single intuitive platform. Tailored for photographers who value both speed and personalized quality results, Imagine strives to enhance every aspect of your post-production process. Open the Imagine app and give the new Coaling Studio a try today. These are photographs of you, but they're not for you. They're for your clients. They're for your clients who you've never met before, who need to meet you and understand who you are and how confident you are and how approachable you are in these portraits. Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. I'm your host, Scott Wyden-Kipowitz, a photographer and content creator who struggles with dyslexia, colorblindness, introversion, and anxiety stemming from years of being bullied as a child. Guess what? Workflows have been my rock. I have workflows for every aspect of my life. That's why I am so happy to bring you Workflows, a podcast presented by Imagine. As a company dedicated to saving you time and money in your photography business, it makes sense to enhance and expand the conversation to all things Workflows. Tune in and subscribe to hear stories, strategies, and tools that can be your rock. Hear from people just like you. Get to work with Workflows. Seishu is a headshot photographer from Connecticut, known for his knack in capturing the friendly essence of professionals through his lens. With a warm approach, he ensures his subjects are at ease, even amidst the studio lights, making every photo session a comfortable experience. The journey began in 2009 with Connecticut Headshots, initiated through a humble Twitter campaign. Now, Seishu is the go-to photographer for small business owners, executives, actors, and healthcare professionals keen on distinguishing themselves in their field. Residing in Avon, Connecticut with his family, he continues to make people look their relaxed best, one headshot at a time. This episode is a special one to me, as Seishu is a dear friend of mine and happened to be the photographer that my wife and I hired to photograph our engagement photos many years ago. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Seishu. Welcome, Seishu. It's so nice to see your face. It's been too long. <laughs> so, it has. Um, it has. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we're able to make, to make this work. Um, so you, you have uh, done many things over the years. You have done weddings. You have done engagement sessions. Um, which I am honored to have been one of those clients. Um, you have done um, sports photography. You have done, um, I mean, of course, headshots. You have also ran a, a sort of photography media site over the years, which, you know, is now possibly being sunset. That's, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But yeah. um, what we're going to be talking about today, I'm really excited about because it's something that I've always enjoyed over the years, and that is headshots. Um, and we're going to dig into your headshot workflows. So, love it. Uh, yeah. Um, the first question I ask every guest is what is one thing you do for the photographic process that has saved you time? This is the um, the part behind the camera. You know, you're looking through the camera or you're setting up your 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 sets. What is one thing you do during that part of your workflow that saves you time overall? 
So that's a great question. I would say before I get to the gear, uh, get to my lights, get to the backgrounds, uh, I sit and talk to my clients, uh, mm -hmm. be, be able to talk to them and get an understanding as to what they're hoping to achieve with their, with their headshots. Um, so once they're clear on what they want, then I can set up the lights accordingly, right? So um, most of the lighting that I do um, is pretty much of a one or two light setup. Um, so I, let, I set the lights up first, make sure things are, you know, my, my client is lit properly. Um, but even going, peeling back before the client even arrives, I would say uh, I check for things like, uh, is my uh, ISO set to the right ISO? Is my white balance set to the white right uh, white balance? Is my shutter speed set? Uh, are my flashes firing? You know, things like that. You know, essentially yeah. the, the very basic like mechanics of photography, because I don't want it to be where the, 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 you know, the client walks in and I'm starting to figure all that out in front of them, you know, so. Those are those are the first things I, I take care of. So I have two questions related, regarding this. So you said in, in many cases you're using one light or two lights, let's say. Yeah. Are you are you using a lot of um, reflectors or any uh, like V flats or type of things? Like what are you um, just to get a little little nerdy on the photo gear? What how does that work when you're using such minimal lighting? So I do use a, a reflector usually from the bottom um, and. There's one main light, one reflector in the bottom, and a, a secondary light, uh, usually you know, from the back or as a hair light, uh, typically. Mm -hmm. um, and possibly a third light for the background itself. If the background mm -hmm. needs to be lit, maybe the background gets a light as well. So maybe two yes. to three lights, ideally, you know. And if you, um, if you had to give a percentage of how many of your headshot clients uh, are asking for studio style versus environmental where they work versus outdoor. How would you break that down? I would say a majority are still coming into my home studio. Um, so I would like that to be more 50 50 because I love working with people on site. Mm -hmm. The environmental portraits are my most challenging because there are more factors to deal with than, yeah. than, than the lights I have here. Which I can right. control, right? I can turn them right. on, turn them off, uh, you know, in an office setting or uh, even outdoors. Uh, you know, but there are no lights. But you bring your own. You have to deal with the weather. You know, you have to deal with mm -hmm. the, whether it's going to rain or it's going to be windy or whatever. Um, I typically don't work with assistants, so I'm doing everything by myself. And so, if I have to set up everything, I have to bring more gear on site. Uh, it just takes a little bit longer in terms of time, mm -hmm. but it's definitely doable. Um, and, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it would be great if it was a 50-50 mix. It's more like a 90% in-studio and maybe 10% on-location um, kind of a thing. Nice. Yeah, I definitely, um, the in-studio stuff is always fun, uh, of course. I mean, yeah. I feel like all headshots are fun. Um, but, but once you get to go to where the person, like, is is working day in day out and you you really get to see what they're involved in that's where it gets exciting and super challenging because like mm -hmm. you said you've got 
you know, there, there's the chance of them having a mixture of tungsten daylight and, and uh, fluorescent is pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> so you've got yeah. a lot, a lot of, yeah. lot of work with. And here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. Scott. Yeah. You, you can ask the client, "Hey, what kind of lighting do you have?" They don't know. <laughs> you know yeah. They're they like, know. "It's it's a beautifully lit. It's a beautifully lit office space." Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, there's surprises waiting for you when you get there. You know. So. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, let's move into the business side of things. Now, what is one thing you do for the business that either, either saves you time or money? Well, um, saves me time. I would say really communicating clearly with your clients ahead of time. Um, and maybe even multiple times before they arrive for their session is key. I think that clarity of communication has helped me. Uh, save time and it has made me money because of folks who understand that they're getting clear directions from a photographer are a little bit more comfortable with you uh, working with you and even trusting you with not just the photos you're making but mm -hmm. with the way you're going to handle them after the fact right after the photographs are yeah. delivered to to them they know they're going to be taken care of so uh, there's there's a sense of comfort that comes from from being able to receive a, a short list of hey bring this uh prepare to drink water or you know take get a good night's rest or something to that effect because people don't know you know i've had people yeah. walk in with um sunburns and things like that and i and that's that's was before i began communicating with them and they mm -hmm. just arrived you know like why get a picture taken of me it doesn't matter right uh, but i have to tell them those things are important like, because those things yeah. cannot be usually taken care of by a retoucher. Um, and so I have to walk them through with clear communication. So that saved, that saved me time and saved, saved them time as well. Yeah. Um, and then I'm making more money because of that too. Yeah. It's, you've got a, you've got, there's a trend going on here in this episode and that is communication, right? So you're already talking about communication. Sure. In the fun, from the photographic side, you know, Absolutely. making sure that the background, yeah. you know, is going to be appropriate for for what they're looking for, and potentially yeah. what they wear doesn't, you know, uh, conflict with the background or make them blend in. Absolutely, um, right. right. Versus versus, um, hey, I got a sunburn, you know, uh, do I need to rebook the session now? I just lost money, right? <laughs> so, well, no, so. I. I <laughs> Well, rebooking just means they, they they get to come back and we get to work together again. I don't I don't see yeah. it as a, as a loss of revenue because they've already paid for the for the session. It's just mm -hmm. that they have to just come back when they they, they don't have a sunburn anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's yeah. uh, that's definitely doable. Uh, but the the rest of the things you mentioned, like the outfits, bringing outfits, yeah. you know, talking to them about what outfits are going to make them look good. Most people walk in initially again. When I wasn't giving people the kind of communication, they were just walking with whatever they mm. thought was the best. And it was only one outfit. And now I, in my, in my communication, I say, please bring somewhere between three to seven different outfits. We're not going to go through all seven outfits. You know, because that's the first worry is like, oh my God, yeah. we're going to get photographed in like seven outfits. No, you're not. It, it is about having those options in your studio so that mm. you, you know, in my studio, so that you can, you can say, hey, okay, this worked. This didn't work. We set it aside. It's okay. You know, yeah. uh, there's no pressure to, to to wear every single outfit or pressure to buy every single po photograph taken in every single outfit either. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, 
Let's let's move into the editing side of things. Um, as a headshot photographer, you're not doing for each client specifically. You're not doing high volumes. If you're doing um, one corporation and doing all their sea level, sure, maybe at that point you've got yeah. high volume, right? Yeah. Just because the sheer number of sea level people there might be, mm-hmm. um, and how big the corporation is. If you've got, I know I did a I did a a sea level session for a. a pretty big corporation it was like 22 sea levels and i spent the entire day and i walked away with thousands of headshots to have to go through right sure um but your typical headshot you've got a very unique situation as where you know how you how you want to call uh you know how you want to edit so in that case what is one thing you do for editing that has saved you time I think the way I'm going to answer that is that you have to get your lighting right. Uh, I think that that's your first step. Uh, if you have your lighting right, your editing is going to go much faster, much mm-hmm. much better. Um, obviously, make sure your images are sharp. Uh, your exposures are great to begin with. Um, and your editing is left to a real minimum in terms of cleaning up the backgrounds or... Uh, if if it's a high school senior, it could be you know skin issues, or uh, mm-hmm. if it's if it's a, a woman with long hair on a summer day and it's and it's all it's flyaway season, you know, uh, we got to take care of that, right? Uh, those are things that my retoucher handles, and I I sort of pass it off to to him to take care of for me. So, um, but most of the things I take care of are the details which are in front of me, right there, which which I can mm-hmm. control. Things like your collars off, or uh, you know, um, could be the way they're parting their hair and it's all wrong, uh, or they're, they have glasses in their in their in their, their they have lenses in their glasses, and I say, hey, you know, those lenses aren't really working out. Can you pop them off? Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't, and if they can't, I just say, take your glasses off. We'll just photograph you without your glasses. That's yeah. that's doable as well. So those kinds of things are part of the edit in a way because um, ultimately we're, I'm trying to deliver the very best photograph for my clients and uh, each one of those things could be distracting in the end and I feel like if I can help them lessen those distractions in the photos there's less and less editing to do in the first place. True, you know? true. So, I, I think you also you know, you, you subtly hinted to another thing that you're doing which is outsourcing yeah. The retouching, so that you don't have to do it yourself, so you don't have to take your time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in addition to ensuring you're getting the best possible image in camera to do less editing on your part. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the, the. Um, I'm gonna say because I hate doing it. The more annoying parts <laughs> of of the flyaways and the the, sk- yeah. the skin blemishes and stuff. I, I just I don't enjoy doing that part. So that, yeah. to me, it's annoying. So you outsourcing it um, is a very, very smart thing to get it off your plate. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't come easy. I mean, it comes at a cost. I'll be honest with you. Yes, it, of course. It's, it's not inexpensive. But yep. at the same time, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to pass it off to my clients to carry on. Uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're paying for it in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel that it has allowed me a greater um, opportunity to go out and network if I want to go out and network or market my, my company, if I want to do that. Um, 
it allows me to do all the other things like building a business versus sitting there thinking, uh, you know, someone's hair is off kilter in one, in one frame or the other. Yeah. You know, that's, that doesn't make me money. You know, uh, what makes me money is, of course, bringing in more business. So, yep. um, you know, that's that's really the, the short end of that, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's that is what um, one of the, the benefits that Imagine customers are getting out of using Imagine is, is they're they're sending off you know their their photos to have those those tedious mundane edits done uh, by Imagine they get it back and and now they can during that during that time that that eight to twelve hours they might have been editing um, a portrait session or a wedding or um, a sports game or whatever it is you know during that time they could be booking more clients they could be they could be taking a nap they could be doing whatever it is that they want to be doing right yes. so um yeah, yeah, so I, yeah think, I, I think i think tools like imagine or you know more more important for our industry because it saves us time because yeah. it it saves us time and also is able to produce a a beautiful product in the end you know mm. what i mean i think it's yeah. a tooper you know yeah. Um, and I think, I think having, I mean, full disclosure here, I have not used Imogen, um, uh, and I would love to, but I don't know whether for, uh, a, a volume set of, you know, two, 300 photographs, it, it makes sense, especially when my clients are selecting somewhere between six to eight photographs right. in their session at the end of their session. Uh, and that I'm sending off to my retoucher. So uh, a lot of the culling is is done sort of on site and then uh, obviously the editing is done by retoucher so mm -hmm. um but for a wedding photographer for a sports photographer someone who goes to photograph a you know a football game or a soccer match or a baseball game you know with thousands of photographs oh my god yeah, i'm sure it's it's a huge time save yeah. for sure you know yeah 100 percent. um so we talked about uh photographic process we talked about business we talked about editing Let's talk a bit about what you do after the session. So we know, you and I know, I don't know if the listeners know, but you and I know headshots have a very specific um, structure to selling them, to the pricing, yeah. to, you know, the sort of the, the um, IPS aspect of headshots, you know. Um, so, so what do you do? What is one thing that you do after the session that has increased business? Oh, I love this question uh, because, <laughs> you know, when, when somebody walks in the door looking for your help and you just photograph them and put their photographs on a, an online gallery and say, good luck, make choices, uh, that's, in my opinion, a disservice because, number one, they're not photographers. They don't know what to look for, right? They may know have an inkling but they don't have the the way i'm looking at the photographs and my guidance is missing so when i finish up working with a client i have them pretty much hovering over my laptop and we're making decisions based on expression lighting uh and anything else that just sort of strikes them as hey that's a great photograph right um we mark the ones we like and i say we because i am marking it as i go along as as i'm seeing those photographs pop up uh, on my computer, I'm showing them or guiding them or telling them, my clients who are standing next to me exactly what it is that is resonating back, resonating back to me, right? Mm -hmm. And having not met my clients before, I am that third party 
in the world that they're going to be, they're really making these photographs for. So and I tell them very candidly, I say, these are photographs of you, but they're not for you. They're for your clients. They're for your clients who you've never met before, who need to meet you and understand who you are and how confident you are and how approachable you are in these portraits. So that when they feel that vibe that they can trust you, they'll pick up the phone and call you. And that is usually what really sort of turns the light bulb on for a lot of my clients to go, yeah, that's what I want. And they're not going to get that if they see those photographs on, uh, in an online gallery where they have no, no guidance, right? Yep. So I'm there standing next to them, guiding them, figuring out exactly which set of photographs really evoke that kind of a response in, the, in, in, in what, they, what they're both seeing, right? Yeah. Once uh, they've made their choices, those go to my retoucher. Simple as that. Awesome. Um, I need to grab something because this next part. Oh, okay. Okay. This is something I do for every guest. Well, started doing it in season two. Pick a color. Uh, let's go with the orange. All right. Okay. I'm going to start um, flipping through these, and you just tell me when to stop. Okay, go ahead. Stop. Okay. This is my favorite part. I love this part because I have no idea what I'm about to ask you until right now. <laughs> okay. Well, you got you got you got some kids, so this is going to be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Which celebrity do you think is a positive role model for kids today? Oh boy. I know who what I would answer for my daughter. I don't know who I would answer for my son. So I'm, I'm going to be curious what you're going to answer. Both my kids are, I mean, my, my boys, they love sports and love the NFL. Mm. Um, one of them is a Patriots fan. So I would say Tom Brady on, for him. Um, <laughs> the other one happens to be a Seahawks fan. I don't know why or how, but um, I know, right? <laughs> Just random. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot of people on that team, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but I would say somebody who is sports-related, who's doing positive things in the community, mm. um, that kind of person is usually somebody that would probably be an inspiration for, for my kids. I mean, I would imagine that your, that your son who likes – um, the Seahawks probably has some good respect and appreciation for what Tom Brady does. I would imagine so. Unless someone's got to, he has to, he has to. He <laughs> well, can't I'm, hate I'm, him I'm, that much. <laughs> well, unless unless they're you know the, the the Patriots are playing the Seahawks in some random way, um, which had which has happened in the past, but uh, there was trust me, there was a lot of drama at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I think from from a from a very sort of sports perspective, yeah, there's there's definitely respect for somebody who's done something consistently well, um, who's who's delivered on uh, just delivered on a mission, really. You know, who's, who's said I'm going to commit myself to doing this and do it well. Yeah, so that's commendable. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, this is the 
sort of dig deep part of the show where I ask you to look down at your business from the 30,000 foot view down. And if you can please share an outline breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery. So a client usually uh, connects with me uh, through LinkedIn or through, has found me through Google, you know, doing a Google search and either contacts me through my website or pick up, picks up the phone and calls me directly and says, I'm looking for headshots. Can you help me? Uh, so we have a conversation. Uh, we, it has to start with that. It has to start with a conversation. I usually send an email back or a text back and say, hey, let's have a, let's have a, a short, brief conversation so I get to understand what it is that you're trying to do and, and why. You know, why is, it, why is it important for you to have headshots at this point in time? Um, I'll give you a quick example. I, just last week, I had a senior vice president of a healthcare company contact me, um, and he contacted me, and then he passed the passed it off to uh, the marketing person at his company to to just sort of finish the deal in a way to schedule a, his session and and to buy the portraits and things like that. Uh, but he his his um, his thing was he, he was receiving an award, um, and he needed something that was. Uh, representative of of his um, of, of his role in the company, essentially, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, to, so I got him into my studio, uh, scheduled the event, scheduled the session. He came in, we worked together. Um, he, as I've described already, we've gone through the photo session. We've made all the choices based on the outfits and things like that, and. Um, the photos are now with the retoucher. Essentially, that's where it is. I mean, so once you, once the images have been selected, I have marked them, I've labeled them, I've pushed them into a folder that's that's specific to the retoucher. The retoucher takes over and uh, starts the process based on my notes. And each photograph, each frame that is uh, is ordered is is in detail explained as to what it is that I'm trying to get retouched. Without that explanation, my retoucher does the basics, of course, but if there's, you know, a button that's too shiny or something like that needs to be taken out or, you know, we need to darken the the button up a little bit, I need to tell him that, you know, he's not going to read my mind, right? Um, so being able to communicate that, I mean, whether it's a client or the retoucher, you have to communicate. You have to get yeah. on there and start writing uh, what you're thinking because otherwise nothing gets done. Nothing gets done well. Do you ever mark up the photos like a like it was like like a contact print? You do. Yeah, I, I take nice. it into Photoshop, especially if it's uh, specific things that my client has uh, described to me as uh, you know bothersome. You know, like just a few days ago, I photographed a gentleman who had been in a car accident, had a scar on his uh, the top of his head, and uh, usually I I didn't really want to bring it up, but I did bring it up in <laughs> the mm. conversation. That he goes. I really don't like that scar. It reminds me of some really bad times. I said, we'll take it Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah. So having conversations and communicating is like such a big part of this business that, that you know, I'm still learning how to do it. You know, I'm, I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm not at a point where I can say I haven't done any kind of, I haven't made any mistakes, but I feel like it's gotten better and better and better as you start to just put yourself out there and ask questions. Um, mm. Because once you ask questions, in my mind at least, you're coming from a great place of, of help and service. And that person who you're asking the questions to 
understands that eventually. It's not, you're not being nosy. You're actually asking questions so that you can help them better. Um, right. So the, the images are marked up sometimes. They, I, I put red marks on them or red arrows on them using Photoshop. Uh, and I, I usually add a reference file to the other photo, the, the original raw photograph that I delivered to my retoucher. And he understands what, exactly what needs to be done and sends them back to me uh, using Dropbox. And, uh, you know, I get a confirmation that says, hey, you've got new photographs to, to, to look at. And here's the beautiful thing. With my retoucher, at least, I'm able to come back to him, go back to him and say, hey, some things are off here. Can you, can you continue to work on this a little bit? And he is so good at, again, listening to what my needs are. Um, and uh, just a, a, a hat tip to him, he is, uh, his attitude is that of a, of a team player, okay? So when he's not just some vendor that I push photos out to and takes right. care of them. He actually listens to what I have to say or ask of them and responds ultimately by saying, yeah, I can do it or so sorry, I can't. This is a little out of my range, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, so he's, he's, he's portraying himself as part of your business, not as a... Right, right. Yeah. And so, you know, really, I, I do have to thank him for also my, the growth of my business because once you start working with somebody like that and he's, he's consistently helping you, you know, produce these portraits, uh, the audience sees that you're also consistent. You're also being able to do this without, you know, your colors yeah. being all over the place or anything like that. So yeah. ultimately, the photographs are retouched, delivered to me. I look at them, make sure that they are of the same quality that I would hoped my client would receive. Uh, so there's a quality check, uh, and then I resize them to for you for their use. You know, I resize them for web use or I resize them for print use or whatever it is that they need them for. You know, I really. Yeah want to get that go go that extra mile make sure the photographs are usable right away i don't mm -hmm. want my client to go they're so big i can't do anything with them i can't put them on linkedin i don't want to hear those things you know because i the more uh, the more quickly my client uses those photographs the more quickly they can start to see an impact that they can make in their their clients lives as well you know right. uh, ultimately that's the goal and i tell people this all the time i I really do feel headshots are the first bridge to a client's life. You know, you're, you're extending a bridge out to your clients and the client goes, yeah, I want to I climb onto that bridge and come and meet you halfway. Let's, make, let's do business. And that is through the headshot, really, you mm -hmm. know, because it, it is the first thing that people are seeing. You know? Yep, for sure. Um, years ago, I know that... Um what we both purchased, we both purchased Tony Taft's headshots course, right? His, uh, the business, what do they call it? TT method, right? No, that's TNT. What TNT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you still using stuff you learned from his course in your business today? Most definitely. Cool. Most definitely. Um, so I don't think that a lot of the listeners, um, because a lot of our, a lot of Imagine customers, a lot of, uh, the community, they are, um, more high volume, right, photographers. So could you talk a little bit about your, the pricing? You don't have to share your exact numbers, but like how the, because it works different for headshots than it does for, in this method, it works different than for headshots than it does for, let's say, an engagement session, right? Um, 
Can you talk a little bit about like the structure of how the pricing works um, for your headshots? Again, you don't have to give exact numbers, but like in general. <laughs> well, generally, or even the specifics are. I mean, I, I don't want to go into the 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 mechanics of what he teaches because that's proprietary yeah, yeah. to him. Yeah, um, yeah. But I can say generally what I do, uh, having used his approach, is um, there's a flat fee for the session, uh, and that just covers my time, my ability to coach uh, my clients in, in a way that is going to produce the work that they are going to enjoy seeing of themselves, and also their clients are going to be able to connect with as well. Um, and on the back end of it is the idea that the photographs are uh, can be ordered individually. Essentially, yeah. you know, there's a flat fee that covers them for multiple outfits, multiple backgrounds. Uh, you know, really just a, a fee that just sort of covers everything. You know, really. You know, there's yeah. no uh, surprises. Hey, surprise! You've changed your outfit. We're gonna you know, add uh, another fifty bucks to the to the session. None of that stuff. You know, we want to be able to prove, be able to just say, come in, work together. What you what you end up ordering at the at the tail end of that session is up to you. So, and that is priced individually. You know, and those are yeah. um, typically you know things, and that's based on the person's ability to pay or the desire to pay too. You right. know, uh, if yeah. you can see twenty photographs that they've never seen of themselves in multiple outfits, I'm I'm not going to say no no you're only gonna you said on the phone you only want one i'm gonna give you only one you know right uh, so the, the the method i guess the, the the genius of the method i think would be to say it allows clients uh the ability to purchase as many photographs as they want you know which is how a business grows you know being able to produce work that's good uh, yeah and the 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 client is given the final say in how many photographs they want. You know, uh, there's no there's no commitment to just one or five or ten or whatever. So. Just to uh, so I, by the way, I when I do headshots, I use the same sure. system. I love it. I think it, it definitely is makes the the process more enjoyable on both sides. Right. Um. And you know, especially you have to have, of course put the put that up front. You know, because it's not a as I, as we said, it's not a common thing in for photographers in general to do this method. So, yeah. um, if I can say one thing, when I first yeah. started, when I first started as a headshot photographer, I remember my, I, I believe I was charging $150 and it was for a 30 minute session. Uh, and it was for one file, one digital file. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. The reason is, is I, because I, I would, that 30 minutes would always morph into an hour or an hour and 15. Yeah. And I would have, be, I'd be like, yeah, it's cool. We're having fun. Let's keep going. Um, now I, I do charge a, a premium for my time, uh, but it is unlimited in terms of uh, how many outfits and how many backgrounds they're photographed in. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's usually I, I, I sense, uh, you know, when their energy level starts to dip in about the 90 minute mark, I know I have to start wrapping it up. And um, usually I, I give each of my clients a two hour uh, window um, mm -hmm. to work it and we get it done. You know, honestly, that's Amazing. It's, it's been going really, really well. So, yeah.
it's been really fun to watch watch that part of your business grow over the years. It's been a lot of fun because I remember when that you know you were doing headshots, but like that brand didn't exist. So I, it was nice to see yeah. you know it come to fruition and then just grow. Um, just to just to tie things in a little bit, um, where this um, the structure of of you know you've got your flat rate and then you are charging really what your client wants to buy, right? This pay pay per image type of thing, yeah. which is also how people get started with Imagine, right? So at Imagine, we've uh, everybody comes on comes on immediately as a pay as you go. You pay for only what you need. Um, we do have annual plans, but um, for the most part, everybody's the comfort level of where everybody wants is per image. So for high volume, super high volume, you know, like wedding, um, wedding companies who are doing, you know, 30, 40, 50. Yes, there are annual plans to, to, to help with that. But for the people like who are headshots or, you know, family sessions or, or anything that's more lower volume. Um, that's where the pay-as-you-go is really, really, really handy. So um, with that said, um, you are currently not using AI in your business. And I think it's, it's interesting, but I know you're, you're, you're exploring the options that are out there. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, looking, you're looking at like, w- what could help with your headshot business. Um, I'm curious, as somebody who is starting to look into that process, as somebody who is interested in taking advantage of what's out there, um, what does the future of AI and photography look like to you? Wow, that is a tough, tough question, man. I think there's going to be... I know what I would be comfortable with. I can tell you that much. I don't know what the future is going to be like. I mean, that's sure. hard to say. I feel like yeah. uh, I'm already seeing the incorporation of AI and in photographs you know Mm -hmm. uh, that's not news to anybody now you know uh, if you if you look at photographs uh, that are on Facebook or wherever really you know you are starting to see elements of AI um, whether it's dropping in skies or adding you know really other elements that weren't even in the photograph at the beginning with you know (laughs) like snowflakes and all kinds of cool things are out there. Um, Is that for me? I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. I know there was um, another wonderful photographer, Gary Hughes, who Mm -hmm. uh, wrote an article recently about using AI. And uh, I know, I know he uses it uh, to some extent to, to drop in backgrounds that, uh, you know, his clients haven't been photographed in, but, now can be easily dropped into, you know. Right. Uh, right. So that may be the way I go. I may, I mean, you know, I, I may go to a, an office space because a client says, hey, uh, we want to have 20 people photograph in this office space, but, you know, everyone's going to be busy from nine to five. When, when can I get this place empty, right? In the background, I can't. I, I'd have to go in at yeah. eight o'clock in the morning, get one nice sort of template frame and then start dropping people into it. Uh, onto it, um, you know, later on. That's that's possibly where I go with headshots. Uh, you know, if if clients really are starting to ask for that, um, I don't know if I answered your question, Scott. No, but... no, I think I think it's good. <laughs> you know, 
as as you're talking, it, it it made me think like so Photoshop's generative AI that's now built into Photoshop has a lot of capabilities like what you just mentioning, um, uh, replacing the background with yeah. whatever you can think of and type in a prompt. Sure. But one area where it could be useful for for you in at some point is let's say you have a client come and they say, you know, I brought the yellow shirt, but I really wish I had the pink one. And now in Photoshop, you can literally select the shirt and be like, make it a pink shirt. <laughs> and now it goes from yellow to pink. And you don't have to do a thing. Like, you literally didn't have to like, select the shirt yeah. perfectly. It just did it. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think the, for headshots specifically, like, there's a lot that's going to be coming <laughs> for sure. I um, think commercial applications are definitely, I can see that being used in a, a great way. You know, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, moving things in and out of frame or adding color or texture or, yeah. um, I mean, just being able to tell a different story based on mm -hmm. what the, you know, the main subject is in the, in the frame. You know, we can, yeah. we can definitely do kind of all those fun things. Um, and maybe those are things that are what artists are doing at the moment with things like Midjourney or yeah. Uh, yeah. any other, all the other tools are out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's the thing is like number one is uh can you commercialize it number two is can you copyright it right the answer is no to both of those right now right mm -hmm. so that's that's the challenge yeah know? yeah yeah there is that. i don't know where where i'm going with that but i feel like from a headshot perspective i'm going to focus on being able to work with clients one-on-one -on -one, be able to get expressions that are honest yeah. and authentic to them and not mess with that you know, because yeah. I feel like I, yeah. that's important for at least for my clients. And right now, that's super important. They don't yeah. they don't yeah. want to see themselves in you know situations where they're where they've never been in. You know, as yeah. options. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think like the and Gary. You know, you brought Gary up. He's done some videos on on the um, professionalheadshots.com or whatever it is. Like where where it's. It's AI generated full top to bottom headshot, right? And I think we're already seeing people utilizing it, right? And skipping the the, the human photographer. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there will always be the person who appreciates that personal touch, that one-on-one, -on -one, that relationship that, that they've built, and the creativity that you get from an actual person over the over an AI fully generated thing. I think that will always exist. Um, and, um, so I'm glad that, that, you know, you're looking to utilize it more for your work, not to replace yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you're looking to, 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 um, potentially enhance your work, not take it over with, with pure AI. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think you can, that's a safe bet. I mean, is that, yeah. I, you know, there are, you know, there are, I can think of, one family session where I photographed the family outdoors and, uh, you know, the, there was no sky to speak of really. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I dropped in a sky uh, using one of these tools and it looks great. And they bought multiple prints. Uh, and I'm not looking at myself and going, Oh, that's not true. It wasn't the folks. I didn't change anything about the people in the photograph. That's, that's, that's mm. where I think I draw the line. It's like when I started working with, People, I don't want them looking at any any different from 
they were when I first photographed them. You know, I think that's important to me, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's such, so many variations to this debate, you know, like yeah. working, even in producing the photograph in Photoshop and, and processing it through one, uh, one platform or another changes the reality of it, right? So yeah. where are we going to go with this, really? You know, what's, <laughs> where are we going to be most comfortable or uncomfortable? Essentially, right. you know, where is that yeah. line? Where are we drawing that line? Um, yeah. Know. And I think that line is basically figuring out what you're comfortable with and what your clients are comfortable with. And that, that clears it up at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody will have their own line. It's just a matter of figuring out what your own line is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, okay. Thank you, Seishu, for, for, for hopping oh, on with me for this awesome chat. Um, where can listeners learn more about you, connect with you, and, of course, see your incredible headshot photography? Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate the, the opportunity again for speaking with you. We've done this many times before. We have uh, on different podcasts. <laughs> I <laughs> know, <mine>. right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I appreciate the, the opportunity to speak with you about workflow and how important it is to get communication right from the very good, from the very mm-hmm. first step that you're working with clients. Um, ConnecticutHeadshots.com is my website. Connecticut is all spelled out. I know it's a long state name, but type it out, folks. <laughs> Not that difficult. Uh, and um, I'm online on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, come and connect with me. Happy to, to be of service to any of you, or really, and if you are in Connecticut, or in the nearby states and you need a headshot, give me a call. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for this awesome conversation, Seishu. I know that so many headshot photographers are just got got their brains turning and the wheels moving and and they've got lots of uh, new takeaways to put into action. This is very, very exciting, I am sure for all of them. You have been listening to Workflows, presented by Imagine. To hear more from Workflows, to find links to our guests, and for an exclusive offer for Workflows listeners, please go to imagineai.com slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.